Hey, 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 Closet Busters and Bold Move Makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the Bold Move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Well, Life and Closeted family, and especially the ladies in the LGBTQ world, something's coming your way. Something big is coming your way. And I couldn't have asked for a better thing to talk about than love, 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 and missing it, finding it, wondering if it's ever freaking going to come your way. I swear to God, we all die because we want to be in love. And trust me, I know I work with gay men all the time. I'm like, come on, boys, you either (laughs) really want love or you're just screwing around with it. Okay. Well, these two guests are not screwing around with it. Well, so to speak, (laughs) they definitely played around with it. And they help some women play around with it. And what a perfect Valentine's Day gift this is going to be. Because what they're bringing to you, yes, all you lovely women in our LGBTQ community is something you are not going to want to miss because they are coming out for love. So here they come, the two gals behind it, Jessica and Nicole. Let's open up this party. Let's talk about this beautiful little secret that I've alluded to. And welcome to my podcast and being part of this. I'm so excited. I'm, I think I'm as excited as you guys are. Can, oh, you, tell? Can you tell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Nicole, I, I... You're, you're kind of behind it. And then Jessica, I know you're excited, but Jessica has, at, let's see, Nicole said, what, the heart and the soul of this little project? Yeah, she really got such a major imprint on the show, and and I'm so proud that she does, mm-hmm. and sort of really owns it. I mean, people are going to just fall in love with her everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And not that Jessica hasn't owned it in other places. I mean, I, I feel like, okay, I'm just going to say it. I, I'm like, she's beautiful. She's just a beautiful gal. She's a model. She's an actor. She's done all these things. And I may be a gay guy, but come on. I appreciate a, a woman. I just, I got to say it. You know, and some guys are like, then you cannot be gay, Rick. You cannot be gay. I'm like, <laughs> you know, bite me. You can be gay and love a woman. So, well, I guess gay women love women. But um, so Jessica, you kind of, well, you, you kind of drove this little cart for a while, right? This little coming out for love cart. Well, the the cart, the horse and the cart was uh, conceived of and created by Nicole. Like, first and foremost, this is Nicole's baby. She's wanted to do it for over 15 years. It's gone through many evolutions. And I was just lucky enough to be invited along on the ride for this this evolution where, where it came to fulfillment. And I think the two of us together with our phenomenal lead, our phenomenal cast, and just a great also supporting cast of guest judges and performers and all this time, I really feel as though we've created a true sort of journey and celebration of, of queer love together. So yes, mm-hmm. I'm very excited. So for those of you who are wondering, okay, we're kind of still alluding to it. It is like the queer bachelorette. Let's just go there. It is the bachelorette for queer lesbian women. And I've seen the trailers. I've seen some of the background on this. I'm like, Bitch, I can't wait to watch this. I'm just ready. I'm so ready to go. It is. I mean, I watched the latest probably dating thing I watched was um, 
blind date. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so, okay. <laughs> it was kind of enjoyable, but it was so freaking contrived. I'm just kind of like, really? That's the thing though. I reacted when you said that because we had a we had a version in the UK that was hosted by Missilla Black, who was this Liverpudlian uh like triple set performer in the sixties uh-huh. and seventies and whatever. And so when I was a little girl, I loved that show, e- even though I could tell it was very contrived. Right. Somehow the magic wooed me in. And mm. yes, so I sort of gasped when you said that, because then to see the journey that the the dating show, the the love right. match and making show that they've gone on through the years and to to find ourselves here with right. the queer queer coming out for love mm. is pretty exciting quite so i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell a little story on myself about blind date when i first saw it i'm when i first started hearing about it, i'm like okay really they're gonna do a show about blind people dating that's like that's not nice <laughs> that's not nice and then when i finally look at it, i'm like oh and i'm an open-minded guy i mean gosh Rick, <laughs> come on but um so nicole you've been birthing this thing for 15 years my god that's got to be the longest labor of love no, I have way. longer labors of love. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're okay. on their way in 23 okay. or 4. Um, but yeah. But why was this important for you? Well, because I used to, I'm a bachelor freak. I love all of it. I watch Bachelor uh, Paradise Island or whatever that is mm, that they do mm-hmm. after this fact and watch all the, you know, Bachelor Nation, you know, all, you know, messing right. around with each other <laughs> over the years. And when I used to watch it, I watched it with my daughter and we always, you know, had our favorite contestant who we were rooting for and we'd get very invested and she's a little drama queen at five and it's just <laughs> like totally into it. And so the thing that was hard for her, she didn't understand why there was a man and a woman when her moms were women. So she didn't understand the romantic link and it was really hard for her to make sense of it because all she had seen was my, my ex and, and myself. So mm-hmm. it's like, gosh, we need one of these. So I started then thinking about doing it. And then, like Jessica said, it's been through several incarnations and totally different uh, iterations. And then finally, um, I was very, very fortunate to meet Joe Mathers from Canada, who had seen a perfect ending with our Miss Jessica here. Mm-hmm. And the film affected her so deeply that she funded almost the entire production. So it was one of those things where, you know, the work that has preceded us, Jess and I, um, for whatever reason, people use that particular film of mine to heal and they watch it over and over and over. I think they really identify with the grief that Paris is in, which, uh, which is who Jessica Clark portrays. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really, really, created this whole different sort of universe in that particular film that's about people who find that film sacred for themselves. Um, and so I am so incredibly proud of it from that standpoint. And then, you know, the benefits of getting this show funded and, you know, the last three projects I've done have been uh, basically donated from my fans. Mm-hmm. So I've been that's very, awesome. very blessed, very lucky. You said something about sacred. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us, if we would like step into ourselves, that this dating relationship, finding love, we need to treat it a whole lot more sacred oh, than yeah. we tend to do these days in the world. Because it is a sacred experience. I'm not, I'm not like it's a holy, well, it is kind of a holy experience because 
you learn so much about yourself and you learn so much about the other person. You learn about your vulnerabilities and, and where you're, you know, blindsided by stuff you don't see. And this is why I think, especially for queer people, sometimes to see something like this, like, okay, we're not watching just the bachelorette. We're not watching, you know, you know, any of these others that are only contrived in this window, we need to see, which I know I'm preaching to the choir, but we need to see the representation of, yeah, that's me. That's me. So as you were watching some of this unfold and being right in the midst of it, Jessica, I'm curious, like, did you have your own moments where you're like, oh, wow, I didn't expect to feel this or, oh, that stirred up some stuff for me. Um, only every moment of every day. <laughs> I know that was always yeah. such a contrived question, but I'm like, no, I'm waiting no. for her to go, no, Rick, I'm perfect. It, not, it, I had no emotions. Nothing oh, my gosh. I wish. I mean, I don't wish, but but sometimes I wish because I, if anything, I overfeel. Um, and it's, you know, it's why I'm an actor because, because I'm like, please let me pour this into different characters. I have to do something with it. Um, and, and Rick, I think you've outed yourself as a romantic with that. Whole, Not at all. That, no. Right. It, if I, I if like, I start oh, crying momentarily, just know it, the tears are coming. Right. <laughs> I, I see you. My wife's a romantic too. And I love it. It's like a. Anyway, have a pre an appreciation for romantics. Yes, Nicole's another romantic. Absolutely. Um, uh, yes, I mean, there was so, I mean, truthfully, truthfully, so many moments that I did not expect and so many twists and turns and twists and turns and, and whole other paths. And it was just such a, it was, every day was a revelation, I think, for everybody. And, you know, our, our inaugural lead, Amber, is just this fabulous lead. And she she's, uh, and, you know, she's an activist and a, an actor as well as a content creator. And so she like really and she seeks to, you know, bring awareness to the queer community and and help younger people when they're coming out and stuff. So a, a lead like that automatically ups the ante as far as I'm concerned, because she was on a real journey, like a journey to find, you know, what the key to her heart was, like what she found mattered to her, as well as what she was finding in the other women. And then it, each of our cast members, they just all bring such different mm -hmm. things to the table and were just, it's a very raw show in the sense that Nicole made it very much a point, like we didn't ask anyone to sense themselves or say things or not say things that they did or didn't want to say, like each of the women had full autonomy um, and, you know, I, the, the show, I think, reflects that. And so there's just these beautiful moments of honesty. And at times the women were all bonding so much together, you know, because yeah. there was just so much joy in that house to be in this gorgeous house with this amazing pool with all these other women who love women, you yeah. know, like you could just like really feel the joy. It was palpable. And at one point early on, I was like, I don't know if we're going to have it we, we don't want contrived drama but are we gonna have any drama right you know like, yeah. <laughs> like and i mean come and, on you can't be in the lgbtq community uh, and not have drama come on. there's drama <laughs> my gay guy friends have been messaging me and being like we can't wait for this we can't we are we are right. here we have our popcorn right. um so I mean, may, I, may i add about that 
every gay man in the world is going to want to be Jessica after they see every one of her outfits. I'm uh, sure. Were stylized wow. for it by Turquoise Toppin, and she is magnifico. And yes, Miss Turquoise Sloan Toppin is. I mean, I I say sometimes on social media, like I aspire to be just a fraction as cool as her. Mm. And so she's this phenomenal stylist. And I reached out when, basically when Nicole approached me after she and I had had, you know, preliminary conversations about how we saw this, you know, because we worked together very well. Nicole directed me in my first feature film, Perfect Ending, as she mentioned before. Um, One of my next, one of my next outreaches was to Turquoise because I was like, help, (laughs) like, (laughs) It's not just oh, hosting a show, not just holding a dating you show, people... hosting a queer. I was like, oh my God, oh my guys are going to be watching. I can't let the side down. And like oh, that. Yeah. Was, and she uh, does. You know? Yeah. I was like, can yes, you but, imagine? You know, everybody thinks that, you know, anybody who's a model or an act, they just do this so flawlessly. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> They're just as nervous as anybody. Get over yeah. it. Oh. You know, I'm, I'm a public speaker and people are like, Oh, you you just do this. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Little Ricky comes out to play every time I'm starting to rehearse and he says, You're stupid. You can't do this. Who do you think? Nobody's gonna listen. I mean, it's just blah, 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 blah. And I can only imagine on a set like that for this show that anyway, we don't want to give away too much because we want, I'm gonna just say, and I say this in the most loving way, we want you bitches to watch. Okay, come on. We want you to go we watch sure it. Do. Because <laughs> It's going to help you see, like it or not, see yourself and see experiences and and see probably some stuff you're like, well, I never thought of that happening. You know, I was talking to a girlfriend of mine about it, an older lesbian, kind of set in her ways. She goes, I'm not going to watch that. I'm like, girl, you need to. And she goes, why? Okay, I, I yes, I'm inflecting the voice for a purpose there. But I'm like, because you know what, bitch? You need to quit being such a gruff old lesbian and just kind of go, look, you're probably going to learn something. She goes, okay, I guess I can. I'm like, trust me, watch one episode. If you don't like it, Jessica's beautiful to look at. That is worth the price of admission right there. So go do it. So then she watched the trailer. She watched the trailer. Okay. And she sends me a message. Bitch. (laughs) I'm already hooked. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I've done my job. And I hadn't even got the chance to actually even, you know, I mean, we've been talking through your PR person. I'm like, I'm really pimping this thing out. I, 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 all I've seen is a little bit, but then as I got to see other stuff, I'm like, this is going to be fun. It's going to be be fun. Yeah. It's fun, but it's also very intense at times. Things that happen on the set that we were not prepared for at all. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we let things play pretty. We don't have to manipulate anything from that standpoint. Right, right. All like there, but I'm going to make well, a, I'm going to make a gay man prediction that the uh, one of the number one Halloween costumes after coming out for love comes out will be Jessica. I ah! wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that at all. I mean, it's, I don't a, it's know just if I'm so interesting. Of that on us, but. Well, I can't because I'm a big bear. I'd have to shave all my furry chest and all that to look as beautiful as she is. But I can I can wear some mad lipstick every once in a while. Just saying. Oh, I believe that. And then you raise your eyes. I have a whole I have a whole alter ego. Her name is Lemonade Pop. And trust me, girl, she is vicious. Oh, like that. Now may I make a straight woman prediction? Yes, I would love to hear that one too. They are all going to fall completely and utterly in love with Amber. 
because as I always say, my favorite thing to say about Amber is she's uh, Barack Obama and Gandhi's love child. You don't get much more thoughtful, um, aware. Um, she creates such an environment for the girls. I'm sorry, I called them the girls. I'm an old dog. Yeah, old dog, old dyke. Um, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't mean to say, "Oh, yes" to your old dog. I'm like, <laughs> "I get you, girl. I get you." <laughs> you know, it's hard for us to change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it. it she's really um, phenomenal, and we couldn't have, like Jess and I always say, we couldn't have had a better inaugural lead to really, really, you know, push us up on our way. The value I see and in this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jess. You're oh, prettier no, than me, please. so you get to you get to talk because you're prettier than me. Is that <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I could uh, could I identify a good good amount of bears that would thoroughly disagree with you on that. Um, <laughs> now um, I'm blushing. I, well, good. My work here is done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I I love that you said. First of all, I'm so so thrilled that your friend, uh, after deigning to watch the trailer, um, changed her yeah. mind about watching. Like that really excites me because we really have tried to make and obviously you can't no one show can encompass right. all elements just of queer women who love women you know let alone the entire queer community so is there more to be done and more avenues you want to explore and everything of course there is but for for her to be drawn to the stories i that really i'm excited for everyone to see what we have but when you said you're you're going to learn something i actually think that's really true in 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 very organic ways because people were learning from each other on set, the cast and Amber and everybody, they were all learning from each other. We were learning from them. Like there was a constant kind of exchange and lots of different issues came up that as well as being sexy and fun and, you know, women living their best life and women having drama and all of that. Like there was some real kind of like sociological issues that, that reared their head that yep. we addressed head on. Um, and, and even to, to what you referred to at the beginning of this uh, episode when you were speaking about, you know, what your first thought was when you heard about a blind date, you know, like that's that's an unconscious bias, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. you know, our brain goes a certain way and we're like, well, how, it, you know, well, I'm really proud to say that we have this phenomenal cast member who's a member of the deaf community as well as a member of the queer community. Yay. And so like, yeah. And so uh, Michelle, and she's so, um, she's so... I mean, she's so many, many things, but her willingness to to come to bat for her community and to kind of address certain unconscious bias biases that she found to be sort of prevalent, even in a cast of very open, very queer, very diverse women. Like you said, I'm a very open-minded person. I don't even know why I would think that because we all have unconscious biases in our brains. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want them to be there necessarily, but we all have them. Like human brains categorize until we're made to think yep. otherwise. And so Michelle brings this whole energy to the show um, and this whole kind of like, you will see me, you will hear me uh, energy as well, which I couldn't have anticipated. And for mm -hmm. me, it's been a huge learning experience and evolving experience. So I do think like woven between the layers of gorgeous women in swimsuits and or playing pool and all of those fabulous things you know we do really have moments of discovery within our community as well which i'm very proud of it's and we also it's, oh, i'm sorry well just real quick it's such a powerful thing to hear that and i think there's a there's a little bit of um synchronicity happening here so i just recently for my other podcast so shameless plug 40 plus gay men gay talk i just interviewed 
two guys, one who is 63, who came out of the closet five years ago. After all of that time, after just having gone urethra cancer. So uh, basically the junk downstairs in the penis just really wasn't working, right? Came out of that cancer, ready to go, quote, so is wild oats at, you know, 50 some odd years old, and then get confronted with another debilitating disease, Parkinson's. And so now nobody wants to have anything to do with him. The other guy is disabled, but to see him walk or anything, you would never know it. But he has a disease where being in certain kind of environments and all these sort of things. And I was so honored that both these guys reached out to me and said, hey, I don't know if this would be a good thing to have on your 40 plus gay man, gay talk podcast. I said, absolutely. Because if we can't represent, like truly represent, then we are being the biggest hypocrites in our own community. And so yeah. to hear you say that, First of all, I, it gave me goosebumps. Like, okay, we're going, we are going some places. And again, bravo for her to truly represent her community in her community too. That's a biggie. So um, yes, absolutely. That's the thing that that's yeah. that's one of the the things that I really wanted when Nicole did approach me. That was sort of at the forefront of my conversation with her um, was you know the intersectionality of us all, right? Like queer people aren't all the same, lesbians aren't all the same, you know, and, and many of us have different, so, you know, I'm queer, I'm brown, I'm neurodivergent, I'm a nerd, I'm a, you know, uh, actor, whatever that makes me, you know, like, and all of these things are true about me, right? And we're all complex like that. And I think that, you know, uh, in previous representations of us, like sometimes queer or gay LGBTQ people are, they're sort of boiled down to that being their defining mm -hmm. characteristic, you know, and like the coming out story is super important and we explore it in a number of different ways on the show, but it's not our only story. You know, many of us live decades and decades of, of life after that, you know, as mm -hmm. outwardly, you know, LGBTQ people. So uh, coming out for love, I think uh, really tries to, tries to depict that, that mm -hmm. essence of us all and then also have it have it explored have us learn and the viewer mm -hmm. learn along with the cast learning from each other and amber and all of mm -hmm. that it's a it's a it's a journey it really is yeah. um yeah please nicole i was just gonna up. say <laughs> what i said you're up we've been dominating i'm like i know nicole keeps trying to come in and come in i'm like okay oh it's okay just because the best person for the project <laughs> any day of the week um, I just, I have to say when I was, um, on the set, there was a day that I was looking around and, uh, Joe was there. And so was Ava and Russell, a couple of women who also supported the film. And one came to do unit photography and they literally, one of them, 77 ones in her late sixties, it was literally the funnest time of their life because they got to celebrate our community in a way that one rarely does when Jessica came in and said, this has got to be true diversity, she meant it. And that's how this cast became as diverse as it is. My son is very special needs. So I had to have somebody representing the, the disabled community. So it's like, um, I couldn't be prouder, not just of the contestants and Amber and Jess, but the 
19 guest judges that are involved, you know, all the way from Sedona Prince to Carolyn Giuliani to uh, Franco and Jen from Curve, the Curve Foundation, which is huge in our community, to Tisha and Tina from Olivia. I mean, it's a huge amassment of all of our talents and our multi-diversity and artists and photographers and musicians and people I call legacy lesbians who started when I did um, back in the 90s when we had our first moment, 15 moments of pain, which I feel like has lasted longer than anybody else's 15 moments of pain for the last three decades. Um, you know, I feel like this show really represents this, you know, like, unbelievable as I don't remember who it is that we keep stealing their line, but the rainbow of who we really are. Um, it's pretty amazing from that standpoint. Well, and I feel like you're setting the tone for, and you know, you, you know, let's just be realistic. Some people are going to look and go, Oh, it's a bunch of pretty lesbians and this and this. And I, Oh, look at this. And I'm like, people, can you just celebrate the fact that they're doing something that represents our community. We're not stuck with the bachelorette and, and love is blind and all the, we, we get to see this, right? Well, there's also something that people are really overlooking, but that we know from behind the scenes, the people who are responding to this show, like it's the next thing since sliced bread are, is a straight community, straight industry insiders who have been in this business for 30 years who find this so unique and compelling that it's an incredible, um, you know, uh, springboard between the straight community and our community to understand who we are. I mean, we had a lot of straight male uh, crew and they like sort of watched us like we were zoo creatures, which is my favorite quote, because they were fascinated, not in any prurient way, but by the way we work with each other, the way we talk to each other, the way we, we hold each other, all of those things, they're, they're just like, their minds were being blown. And that's what we're getting from the straight universe. And so it, it's not just for our community. This this is for the, the world, you know, to see who we are. But what a beautiful legacy we all get to be. I mean, I'm not... I don't, I don't see myself as like some major celebrity here, but I own the fact that my lovely little podcasts have an impact Absolutely. and I get, I have the privilege of doing this. Uh, yes. I love doing it. There's, there's no doubt. I mean, if anybody tried to take my podcast away, they'd have, they get it. They would get one of my high heels in their eyeball. I'm telling you, that's just how it would happen. But um, it's a privilege. And then on top of that, I mean, I've had a lot of straight people on my podcast too, because when I changed it to like, we're going to tell lots of coming out stories. There's coming out stories I've told. One of my favorites is a gal who was the last survivor pulled out of the Oklahoma City, City bombing. And she'd been in there for six hours. And she was like, okay, God, if you get me out of this, everything's going to change. And she did. She changed massively. She lost a ton of weight. She was a very large woman. She lost like incredible amount of weight. She's ran five Ironman marathons. She didn't have anything but, quote, a GAD when that all happened. She was working in the credit union as a clerk there. And girlfriend is now CEO of that credit union. These are these beautiful stories we get to tell because we allow people to come out and be who they are. But what a beautiful mirror we hold up to, like your crew. Like, so this is what you thought lesbians were. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Or this is what you thought gay men were. Yes, we can all fit into the stereotypes. But I remember when my husband and I did our very first trip with our girls and he came into my life when my girls were very young. My youngest was 18 months old and my oldest was like four and a half almost or five and a half. I was nervous. I was like, I don't know how this is going to go down. Right. And I remember we were in Puerto Vallarta and everything was good. And I remember this woman walking up to me and saying, are those your girls? I'm like, yeah. And are, are you the dads? And I'm like, wait, she just said, are you the dads? I thought, mm-hmm. wow, I just had an impact. And she goes, you're a lovely family. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't ask for more. And I think this is what we get to do as creatives and mm-hmm. flag bearers. Every one of us in our community is a flag bearer. I hope everyone listening realizes you don't have to have a podcast to create movies or do TV shows. You are a beautiful flag bearer in your own right. But letting something like this come to life where, again, we are represented, yeah. represented in our truth, in our the way we do things. And come on, folks, dating and relationships is not easy, no matter how you do it. And to let somebody know who you love. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter who you love at all. So, um, so what are you most proud of Jessica? I know that's a, that's such a corny, but what are you most proud of that you learned about yourself during this journey? So folks that That's listen to podcasts, when a guest goes, hmm, that means the <laughs> podcaster just hit a home run because they're like, okay, he threw me a curveball question that I'm not quite sure how to answer there. I think that, I mean, I've, I've always had a high opinion of my community. I love my LGBTQ community. Uh, I love that I get to be a part of it. Um, but, but I really was sort of impressed and proud on another level that, that, so many women were willing to be so raw, mm-hmm. you know, for us and for for the people that would ultimately be watching, because that's super brave. Um, and and I agree with you. I think just walking through your day to day life as an out queer person is an act of bravery. It's an act of resistance. It's coming out every day. So I agree with you completely on that. And um, you know, we have cast members from all over the country, and not everyone's from Los Angeles, where they have you know we have a big booming. Right. forthright uh, queer women community. Um, you know, they're from small towns and down in the South and things like that. Um, and then on a sort of more se- selfish or <laughs> self, I don't know, but um, I was really, really nervous going into it sort of for my own self because I am an actor and prior mm-hmm. to that I was a fashion model and, you know, both of those things you're you're sort of you could have a persona as a model very much so. And then as actors, like you get to inhabit, generally speaking, characters that other people have created for you. Um, right. And so hosting of it felt really, uh, you, you know, not vulnerable and nervous and if I would be good and whether people would like it and, and all of that. And then I think as, as the show went on, it just really became about this journey that the women were going on and just being so... Uh, so proud of them and so appreciative that they were willing to go there for us that it sort of like sort of did the whole on my navel gazing you mm-hmm. know what I mean because yeah. like it was it 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 was just undeniable so I don't think that strictly answered your question but no, that was the kind of journey that I was going on and yeah 
It's interesting being- because it's, you just said something that kind of, it struck my heart. I used to worry like hell about, am I going to do this right? Am I going to be good as a host? And if you went, if you, you want to have some laughs, go back to the very first three episodes. I was reading the script and all this like, and my husband finally said, you're doing good. Now go do you. Of course, I wanted to slap him about then. <laughs> and then I finally I started finding myself and I'll use a, a lovely British phrase or phrase. And then once I got gobsmacked about that, I'm like, okay, fine, fine. Let's, let's go. <laughs> let's, let's get this going. And now I love being in the presence of this energy and letting unfold what unfolds. And I feel like that's kind of what you just said, Jessica is like, you had this like, okay, this has, yes, yes, I get it. There's a certain direction y'all are going with this, but it's almost like you were holding yourself to such a high standard and like, okay, this is how I'm supposed to possibly be in this. And then suddenly once you settled in, it's like what I do with my speakers when I'm working with them and helping them learn how to like get comfortable on the stage and stuff. I'm like, I want you to go do your talk and I want you to get about five minutes into it. And then I want you to start it over because that first five minutes, we are full of the jitters and those excited, you know, but if you start over about five minutes in, you're going to be, you're already going to be talking from your heart. Most of us, you're going to be speaking from your heart. You're going to be speaking in your relaxation and all that sort of stuff. And I think that's the beauty of it. And it sounds like both of you have created that space for the cast and the crew and the show to like, we got it going, but as it moves through, it, it settles into its beauty, its organic essence <laughs> it, to really move right. forward. I, I really think Jessica was born to do this. I mean, because she's uh, so wonderful with with all the contestants and she's in, she's <laughs> wickedly funny. She's mm. very, very funny. So things come out of Jessica that you're just going to crack up about. So it's like... Um, <laughs> We planned this Robert Palmer addicted to love look, by the way. Mm, I love it. Yes. I wish y'all could see it. I mean, I, I do. I have snapped a couple of pictures of us doing this interview and I'm going to be like, I, 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 I had the most fun with the, these two gals that uh, have un, <laughs> unleashing something very wicked folks. So <laughs> wicked this way comes. So be ready. I want to talk about one other uh, thing that happens in the show. Um mm-hmm which has been living in me for the last couple of weeks. And I'm probably sure Jessica as well. We have one contestant who has such a human transformation, kind of like your friend that you were talking about Mm -hmm. that literally I can't actually get over because her transformation is so huge and so powerful that it's just, it always, I just, I'm still, my mind is still blown by it. I don't know about you, Jess, but I still like it just washes over me, you know, and uh, that will be seen in episode four. And it's, it's pretty remarkable. So. As you're sharing that, this was another question that I was going to really throw to Jess, but I almost feel like both of you could probably answer that. It almost feels like that there were parts of what was unfolding for you that you suddenly found yourself like, Oh my gosh, this is what being like a life coach is almost like you're seeing things and you're observing things and you're seeing these transformation happens or, you know, Jess, you throw a, you throw some snide little comedy in there, or you ask this really compelling question that just happened to like show up. And then it's like, 
I didn't expect that this is what this show would start to be about. It's about the date. It's about getting the girl and all this sort of stuff. But there, there had to have been those moments where it suddenly hit you. The true deeper value, not saying it was all surface, but suddenly you hit this like, oh, wait, this is going deeper than I ever felt for myself that it might go. Is that true? <laughs> They're both really stunned like, okay, who's going to answer oh, the question? Yeah, I mean, literally, uh, the you know, we threw out everything the first day because of the events that happened and we re recreated every day sort of on the fly. Mm. So it was super beyond chaotic. But what ended up what it ended up doing is giving us the opportunity to be super creative in terms of how we wanted to proceed with everything and keep it at a newer level, which was about this very intense drama that's ha happening from real life, not manipulation. Yeah. So we kept sort of trying to raise the standard. And I think that's what we have is sort of a raised standard of reality TV that opens conversation um, and uh, explores a universe that you know, 90% of the world or 85% of the world is not really that privy to. So I love that raised standard of reality TV. That's a, that's a powerful, it's like, I want to call Oprah. Do you, I know you don't remember me, I guess, but, but. but there, there is, I mean, there's such a, I, I just recently started watching, um, I, I can't even tell you the name of it. It's a, it's a, one of those chef cooking ones where they all live in this house. There's no host. And the only interaction with what's next is literally like restaurant ticket. It little prints out this ticket. And it's like, okay, here's your next assignment. Here's what's going to happen. And they all just work with it. I wish I could remember the name of it. And it's really interesting to watch the dynamic because of course, now there's strategy and whether you cook, some are starting to realize it's not just about the food. It's how you play the game. But then others like, but my heart says do this. And, and, and what is interesting is there's no host. There's no judges. They are the judges. They are the, players they are it's so it's a really interesting dynamic that i feel like that kind of has raised that level of oh we're not doing the in the box reality tv sort of thing we're going to another direction but um so i want before we wrap up here to make sure you get to like just plug 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 how are people going to see this it launches valentine's day correct mm -hmm. Yes. So you're the you're uh, the you're the you're the big gal behind this, Nicole. So this is where I'm you not, get to I'm do not the, the plugs. Big gal behind this. This this not only takes a village, it <laughs> took many villages <laughs> to bring this show together. There's so many people that are part of this collaborative collaboration. But everybody can see the premiere uh February 14th, Valentine's Day, uh at lesflix.com, which is where the main portal is for coming out for love. And um, we, we are going to be doing a live stream um, uh, premiere kickoff at noon, February 14th with our cast and everybody that we can bring in from the judges to um, everybody for that premiere, which nice. will be premiering episodes one and two together and uh you know taking out questions and all that sort of stuff they're every we're putting that together right now but i wanted to let everybody know that's when it's happening Excellent. and that's noon uh pacific standard time very Excuse cool me. very <laughs> cool okay did we have fun did we get done what we came here to do ladies yes oh and i must say I... the most fun on any set i've ever had it really was it really was. Um, and yeah, that says a I, lot. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I know a lot of people in the business and stuff and to, 
to hear somebody say that's what they enjoyed doing because it's not easy i mean there's nothing easy about doing whether it's a movie whether it's a live show there is nothing easy about that not even this i mean this is a little thing this podcast there's still nothing easy about because at any given time i could be like okay where's the fire trucks or you know is the sound as good as i really think it is or the guest isn't saying anything (laughs) i just want to scream like say something yeah but um no so i'm glad to hear that you know that's something that is another little piece of the legacy of what you've created yeah. And Jess, what's true. your final, yeah. what's your ju- final yeah. like exit stage right sort of word you'd like to leave the audience with? Well, sidebar, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and lots of them are not very good and yours is wonderful. So <coughs> not nearly, not easy or little. Um, and what would I, I think it's just going to be, it's so fun because we premiere on Valentine's Day and the finale is uh, during Pride Month. So I just am kind of excited for the community to sort of get on board with us as it's rolling along and as we kind of build up to pride because because with all the, with all the roller coasters and emotions and everything else like it it this is a joyous show it's really yeah. an, an you know it's an embracing and a celebrating and a representing of all the wonderful fun joy wonderful chosen family friends romantic love all of those things that our community has and embodies so well and i'm just so excited for our community to 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 see it and to feel it and from from the more mainstream community to 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 get to get us to enjoy us enjoying ourselves you know that's awesome well i have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation i can't wait to get to see the rest of it to see the rest of it because i think it'll be it will be beyond fun to having had this little glimpse and then go okay now here we go so, um, but um, anyway, I l- thank you both for your thank time you and being so you and doing what you've done in the world and continue doing what you've done. And the door is always open to come back and talk about what's next, because okay. I, I think there's just some beautiful, beautiful possibilities that are me. I'm hoping truly on the horizon. Thanks. So, uh, so and you all, you all helped me prove something wrong to my daughters. I'm just going to put it out there. It's going to piss them off Which that I'm going to say this. But they're like, well, you you and dad really don't like lesbians. I'm like, girls, I just had two lesbians on the show. So you know what? And it's all about a lesbian dating show. So guess what? You can no longer say dad doesn't like lesbians. I don't know where they get this stuff. I truly do not know where that came from. But um, now I've got it's something to, to provoke re- you. Yes, yeah, and now exactly. I've got something to, I get to rub something <laughs> in their face now, just as a good father should. So uh, anyway, so thank you ladies so much. It's been such a joy and I've enjoyed the conversation. Everybody, please tune in. Coming out for love, February 14th. Make sure you join the live streams and everything else. So thanks for being listeners, everyone. We're signing off and go have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, 
we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted and never stop stepping out, stepping up and stepping in to living your life uncloseted.